Hey team, Mickey here. You are listening to a mini Wikipedia Monday and today I want to chat about serotonin and some of the best natural boosters, if you like, that you can instigate to help improve serotonin levels. Now, for those of you who may have heard of serotonin but aren't quite sure what it is, it's a neurotransmitter that plays a crucial role in various physiological processes and it has been linked to several important functions in the body. We know it as our feel-good neurotransmitter but the other roles of serotonin are as important as its mood-related function. So for reference, serotonin is involved with well, firstly, mood regulation. It's often referred to as the happy hormone because it is associated with regulating mood, emotions, and feelings of well being. And low levels of serotonin have been linked to depression and anxiety. Uh, sleep regulation serotonin is also involved in regulating the sleep wake cycles. It helps to promote deep, restful sleep and can aid in reducing insomnia. Appetite control. Serotonin helps to regulate appetite and feelings of satiety, which can impact on weight management and overall health, digestive health. 95% of the serotonin that we produce is produced in the gut, and it's involved in regulating digestive processes. It helps to promote gut motility and can reduce the risk of digestive disorders. And of course, we are likely all familiar with the gut-brain axis and the importance of that relationship. And there is suggestion that our serotonin levels are intricately tied to the health of our gut. Makes sense, really, given that 95% of the serotonin is produced in the gut. And also cognitive function. So Serotonin has also been linked to cognitive processes such as learning, memory and decision making. So, oh, and of course, because of its impact on mood and motivation, it does have an overall effect on cognitive function. With respect to the impact on our mood, of course, there are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs, which have been touted to help boost serotonin levels in the brain by increasing the amount of serotonin that is available in the synapses between the neurons. And of course, this is the major class of medications that are used for anyone that is going on an antidepressant sort of medication. And certainly, you know, there is no doubt that for some people, they play an important role in establishing a better baseline to enable people to work on the root cause of their mood-related issue. However, there are many critiques on the use of SSRIs for the treatment of depression. And the critique includes that, you know, some of the research, the research is really mixed in relation to the effectiveness of SSRIs, broadly speaking, for depression. And in fact, it might just be a placebo effect, which is responsible for some of the positive benefits experienced, with other non-pharmacy factors, such as the patient-practitioner relationship, being more important than the treatment itself. So that's super interesting. And then in addition to the critique that looks at its effectiveness, there are several well-known side effects that are reported in some individuals, including constipation, decreased libido, weight gain, increased anxiety, tiredness and fatigue, just to name a few. 
And of course, I'm not suggesting that these aren't, these do not have a critical role for some people as they are addressing the other causes or the root cause of their depressive symptoms. However, as a one-stop shop for increasing our serotonin levels, I think it's safe to say that um, not everyone is on the same page with that one. And it's interesting looking at serotonin in relation to our sleep-wake cycle too. And during daylight hours, serotonin increases the activity of neurons in the brain that promote wakefulness. And generally speaking, our levels are fairly high. At night, serotonin decreases and the hormone melatonin is begins to be produced by the pineal gland. So melatonin is our what is known as our sort of uh, sleep hormone or the darkness hormone and it's important in the regulation of the sleep-wake cycle. It helps promote sleepiness and facilitate the onset of sleep. Serotonin also plays a role in the regulation of REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep which is a phase of sleep characterized by that rapid eye movement, dreaming and increased brain activity. Serotonin levels in the brain are low during this phase and it is thought that this may be related to the emotional regulation and memory consolidation that occur during this phase of sleep. Interestingly, dysregulation of serotonin signaling has been linked to sleep disorders such as insomnia, hypersomnia and REM sleep behaviour disorder which is one of the reasons why some of the SSRIs and tricyclic antidepressants, which is another class of medications, have been used to treat these disorders. And they might be effective in improving sleep quality and quantity when used as such. Now, another role of serotonin um, is that it is in fact a precursor to melatonin, which means it is, it is a building block or starting material that is used to create melatonin. In the brain, the serotonin is converted into melatonin by a series of chemical reactions that involve the pineal gland. And this, again, is re regulated by the circadian rhythm. As the timing of serotonin and, and melatonin peaks would suggest, this occurs primarily in the evening time when the body is preparing for sleep. It's important though to note that not all serotonin is converted into melatonin and in fact only a small portion of the serotonin in the brain is used for this purpose with the majority of it being used for other functions such as the regulation of mood, appetite and just how we feel. Serotonin is also known to play a role in appetite control by regulating feelings of hunger and satiety. And specifically, as we know, it acts as a neurotransmitter in the brain and communicates with various regions which are also involved in regulating appetite, including the hypothalamus and the amygdala. Research has shown that serotonin can decrease food intake by reducing feelings of hunger and increasing feelings of fullness or satiety. One of the ways it does this is by activating specific serotonin receptors in the hypothalamus that are involved in appetite regulation. In addition to its effects on appetite, we can't ignore the well-known research of the positive impact that serotonin can have on mood. So 
This can in turn impact on food choices and eating behaviours. For example, low levels of serotonin have been linked to increased cravings for carbohydrate-rich foods, which can lead to overeating and weight gain in some individuals, particularly when this is in an environment of a positive energy balance. And those foods that they're eating are hyperpalatable, which makes it very easy for them to overeat. Now, I mentioned that we produce about 95% of the serotonin in our gut, and it's no surprise then that it has a really important role in digestive health by regulating a variety of gastrointestinal functions, including gut motility, secretion of digestive juices, and sensation of pain and discomfort. In the GI tract, serotonin acts as a neurotransmitter that communicates with the enteric nervous system, which is a complex network of neurons that controls many digestive processes. Serotonin can stimulate or inhibit gut motility, depending on the specific receptors that it activates. For example, serotonin can increase contractions in the small intestine and colon, which helps move food through the digestive system. And it can also stimulate the secretion of digestive juices such as bile and pancreatic enzymes. In addition to its effects on gut motility and secretions, serotonin is also involved in regulating the sensation of pain and discomfort in the GI tract. High levels of serotonin have been linked to increased sensitivity to pain and discomfort in some individuals. And this may contribute to conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome or IBS. And it is thought that the disruptions in normal serotonin signaling is responsible for a variety of digestive disorders which may impact overall health and well-being. And this might be one of the reasons why there is such a connection between our mood state and chronic mood conditions and our gut health. So that's super interesting. And finally, serotonin plays a complex role in cognitive function, influencing a variety of processes which are related to learning, memory, mood, and behavior. As a neurotransmitter, it communicates with neurons in various regions of the brain that are involved in cognitive function, which includes the prefrontal cortex, the hippocampus, and amygdala. And one of the most well-known effects of serotonin on cognitive function is its role in regulating mood. As I said earlier, these low levels of serotonin have been associated with depression and anxiety, and higher levels have been linked to more positive moods and emotions. When I say high levels, I don't mean super physiological levels, those super high levels, but just people who have a sufficient amount of serotonin. Serotonin also plays a role in regulating stress responses, which can impact cognitive function and overall well-being. In addition to its effects on mood and stress, serotonin does impact on learning and memory. And research has suggested that it may enhance synaptic plasticity, which is the ability of neurons to adapt and change in response to experience. So serotonin may also play a role in attention and decision-making as well in addition to regulating impulsivity and aggression. So I suppose it's fair to say that the role of serotonin in cognitive function is complex and multifaceted and may vary depending on individual factors such as genetics, lifestyle and environment. And the dysregulation of the serotonin signaling 
has been linked to a variety of cognitive disorders, including depression, anxiety, and schizophrenia, among others. So now that we've sort of had a little bit of a a broad overview of why serotonin is important and what might occur if we have a disruption in signaling or lower levels than required, let's have a chat about some of the things you can do naturally to help improve serotonin productivity, production uh, naturally. So first thing to think about is eating tryptophan foods. Now tryptophan is an amino acid and it is a precursor to serotonin. As an amino acid, it's, it's found in highest amounts in turkey, eggs, dairy, beef, lamb, chicken or fish. And it's that those sources are a reliable source of tryptophan. However, in the brain, different amino acids compete for the same receptors that take tryptophan up and transport it across the blood-brain barrier. So we cannot rely on a high-protein diet alone to provide us with the sufficient tryptophan that might be required to help boost levels to within normal range. So it's really important to know that. Although I will say that there are some studies to show that both whey protein and egg protein can acutely increase tryptophan availability in the brain, but there isn't really subsequent research to show that this is going to be like a mood booster per se. If you have tryptophan as a supplement, it might be worth having it on an empty stomach because of that competition. However, there are preclinical trials to show that insulin helps promote the synthesis of serotonin by increasing the availability of tryptophan in the brain. And this is because insulin increases the activity of the enzyme that converts tryptophan to serotonin, and that enzyme is known as the tryptophan hydroxylase. Now, insulin does not clear tryptophan from the bloodstream, but rather helps to increase the availability by reducing other levels of competing amino acids. So what this means then is actually having carbohydrates in addition to protein-based foods. This will help release insulin from the pancreas. The insulin will clear out other amino acids from the bloodstream, which then leaves tryptophan prime to be taken up by those receptors and cross that blood-brain barrier. And therefore that can promote the synthesis of serotonin. So whilst it is certainly important to get your protein foods for the amino acid tryptophan, you also don't want to avoid carbohydrate entirely. And the reason why, of course, is, as I just said, carbs spike insulin, and this shuttles the amino acids out of the blood and into the cells. The reason it leaves tryptophan is because it is bound to albumin and is inaccessible to insulin. So when amino acids compete for the conversion into neurotransmitters, tryptophan will win and serotonin rises because there is nothing else there to stop that competition. And of course, you know how I feel about carbs. You know, if you can get more of your carbohydrate-based foods from sources which also have other nutrients, you know, the ones that you'll find such as fruit, potato, kumara, sweet potato, that kind of thing, the better off you'll be, I think. So yes, do not avoid carbs entirely for this reason. Also on the food front, Eating seafood 
or taking omega-3s can help. Well, firstly, the seafood will provide ample amounts of tryptophan, but the long-chain omega-3 fatty acids help increase serotonin production in the brain and improve serotonin transport across neurons. So that's super important. And one thing you might want to do is you might want to take a cod liver oil because this also provides a little bit of vitamin D for increased tryptophan conversion and and those long chain omega-3s. And the reason I say that is, is that vitamin D either from sunlight or a vitamin D supplement, but there is good reason to get it from sun, allows that conversion of tryptophan into serotonin. So there are always these multifaceted ways with which things connect, and it isn't just you do one thing and it has this direct positive impact. Usually, as I've suggested with this interrelationship between amino acids and carbohydrate and omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin D, it's a range of things all sort of working together. So taking omega-3s, having a cod liver supplement, getting some vitamin D either from sun or from a supplement can all help this conversion of tryptophan to serotonin. Now in New Zealand right now we are headed off into the end of summer we have less UVB exposure that allows us to synthesize that vitamin D. And I will do a segment on vitamin D in a future mini Wikipedia because I'm a bit obsessed by it, to be honest. However, the sun doesn't hit New Zealand, generally speaking, at the right latitude for us to have those UVB rays present and available, even if it's sunny, even if you're outside. You have to be outside for about 90 minutes in the height of sort of a winter's day to get that vitamin D synthesis occurring. So that's why a vitamin D supplement is pretty critical. However, you know what, even despite saying that though, Natural light is a direct trigger of serotonin synthesis. The brighter the sunlight, the higher the serotonin production, which may well explain some of that seasonal effect disorder that it can occur during the depths of winter where we get this depression as we know that this spikes during colder, darker months. And interestingly, sun exposure has been found to increase cognitive function in both depressed and healthy subjects. Interestingly, without light, you cannot convert tryptophan to serotonin. So ideally, you want to get about 10 to 15 minutes just after sunrise and do this without sunglasses on. Further on from just even being outside, getting that sunlight, is actually spending time in nature. And this is re- there's a lot of really good research to show that the type of bacteria we are exposed to, the time we spend in nature, is known to lower stress hormones, improve mood, reduce blood sugar levels, and also increase natural killer cell activity, which is an important marker of our own sort of anti-cancer ability. So as much as you can to help enhance your serotonin levels, you do want to be spending time out in nature as well. And importantly, you want to get your micronutrients. And Cliff and I have had a really good discussion about long COVID and that people who struggle with long COVID are often depleted in a multiple number of vitamins and minerals. And 
ultimately getting a broad spectrum micronutrient such as Cliff suggested and I would agree the good green vitality that's a great one or a brand like Life Extension Two a Day can be super helpful at boosting levels across the board. Vitamins and minerals are used in almost every physiological processes in the body. So they help reduce inflammation, help increase increase neurotransmitter production, energy production, help us sleep. They just do it all. And it is hard to get what we need just from food alone, even when you eat a stellar diet. So even people who have like a super good diet could still be mildly deficient in a handful of important nutrients, like B6, for example, which regulates serotonin synthesis. And there have been studies that have found that a food-based multivitamin and multimineral supplement can increase tryptophan and serotonin levels in healthy subjects. So uh, that's not to say that Real food isn't important because you guys know, of course, it is. But certainly having a um, sort of top up from a multivitamin could be super helpful if you are someone that struggles with mood, which could be a sign of insufficient serotonin production. Just a few more things for you. Um, Curcumin is another supplement which has been found to... Uh, be super helpful as an antidepressant in research. So turmeric or curcumin rather um, increases brain serotonin levels in a dose dependent manner which means the more you take the better it can be. So not all curcumin or turmeric supplements are created equal and you want to look for one that is something like a theracurmin which is a mariva or the curcumin supplement you take is also combined with something called biopurine. And these are factors which help enhance the absorption of that curcumin molecule because it isn't easily absorbed just as it is alone. And that is why things like just adding a sprinkling of turmeric to your smoothie is not going to help. So if you are someone that struggles with anything to do with mood, to do with maybe digestive issues or any of the other important functions that serotonin is involved in, taking curcumin in addition to these other things I'm describing could be a really good option for you. And just FYI, Source Naturals makes the theracurmin. We've got Good Health Turmeric 15800 supplement here in New Zealand. And Thorn does a good Mareva, so you do have options available, hopefully, that you can tap into. Interestingly, coffee or caffeine has been shown in preclinical trials to increase brain serotonin by making the brain more sensitive to the effects of serotonin. Now, this has yet to be found in humans, though uh, the research is there in rats, And hey, look, if you tolerate caffeine and like me, you love a bit of coffee, that piece of information alone is probably enough to make you feel buoyed by the idea of your morning coffee. So it's pretty good. And hey, look, you know I'm a fan of coffee based on our last episode. Finally, and this is one I think a lot of us can get behind other than the people who, for whatever reason, don't like being touched by a stranger, get a massage. Conventional experts will say massage just feels good. And uh, 
In fact, research shows that this may boost serotonin by 28%. I'm not quite sure how they measured that, to be honest. And actually, to be fair, I think the idea of a massage almost always is better than getting one itself if you're someone who always gets a sports massage like me. Because the alternative is to get like a relaxing massage. And then that actually might just be me, but I sort of feel like, is that just wasting my time? I'm not sure. But I always like the outcome of a massage, the idea of it and the outcome. During it, not so much. Anyway, so just a little bit about serotonin for you and how we, we might want to increase serotonin. I hope that you enjoyed that. Please, if you've got any topics or questions that uh, you would like me to cover off in these little mini Wikipedia episodes, I'd be more than happy to um, have a look and do that for you. So you guys have a great week.